and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. And as always, today I'm joined by Imogen. How's it going? Hello, it's going, yeah, it's going all right, I think. Not not too bad. Busy week this week. Nice to sit down and do a nice chill pod for a bit. Yeah, I feel like you've been absolutely swamped as yes. of late. Probably lots of things I can't talk about because their embargoes aren't until next week as well. So it's all good stuff, fun stuff, some nice indie stuff. Oh, indie stuff. That's, uh, that's sort of makes a change from all these AAA gubbins of the time. It does. This is, it's been a big week for AAA uh, this week, mostly in the news just because of, I don't know, like delays and things, but also because Deathloop is out. Yes. I mean, I wish we could just do a Deathloop podcast. But, <laughs> Watch mean, we, we mention could... Deathloop within a minute of the podcast dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've played a bit. It, we we could talk about this later, but it's really good. Um, and we're soon enough, we'll, you know, we'll make this a good five-week thing where we just talk about Deathloop constantly. Mm-hmm. It's Deathloop until Christmas now. That's, that's it. We're done. <laughs> In a weird way, it's quite apt. It's like, it's just an endless loop of us it talking is. about Deathloop. Mm-hmm. So we've started with it and we will end with it, Ed. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So in this news segment, Imogen's going to take us through what's been going on in the news this week. So yeah, over the last couple of weeks, um, my, my first news story for you is about Apex Legends. Uh, so at the beginning of the month, like 1st of September, um, I, I reported that the, the developers were patching out a popular movement tech exploit called tap strafing. And it was something that people were really, really up in arms about. It's very kind of mixed reception, I suppose, on how people react reacted to this. Right. Like, Because in my experience, tap strafing is something that mostly high level or like professional Apex players use or like streamers and stuff like that. Um, it's something I have never bothered with personally. Maybe that's just me. I don't I know. know. I was going to say, I have until today, I've never heard of tap strafing. I, I've heard of a regular strafe, but I don't know what a tap strafe is. Right. So tap strafing is kind of, it's kind of been around in games for like a long time. There's always ways to do tap strafes in, in a lot of different, like it started out in like Quake had versions of um, like jump strafing and stuff like that. Um, but the way that you do it in Apex is so when you're you're running and you can go into a slide and you can jump out of that slide um, to tap strafe, you basically keep your momentum when you jump out of that slide and you can like spin yourself like 180 degrees. Uh, don't like you like can launch around corners or like jump on enemies or dodge bullets in a very unnatural way. Um, and you do it by just like spamming the forward button basically <laughs> as you're coming out of a slide jump. Um, okay. <laughs> and so it just keeps your momentum. It's, it's, like, a, like, it's a fairly simple concept. Um, it's not super easy to pull off. Uh, it is on PC if you have a mouse with a scroll wheel um, because you can set your forward movement to the scroll wheel so you like are constantly spamming it when you come out of that jump until you can do it pretty consistently. Um, but yeah, so the devs were like, we're going to get rid of it because uh, in their words, it was inaccessible, it lacked readability and counterplay and was exacerbated by movement abilities. So like octane and that who can already go fast as it is so then when uh, he does this movement he's just he's just gone he's just fucking gone <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah they were like yeah we're gonna take it out people didn't like that people really really didn't like that and for like the last two weeks have been like protesting saying like hey respawn please don't take this out of the game and now um so the most recent news is about it, it came this week and respawn said that they're gonna keep it for now um 
because they oh. need more time to get it right. Um, they're concerned that removing it will uh, have unexpected side effects on other movement in the game, which kind of makes sense. Like Apex's movement is so fast and fluid that I think if they did have to alter some of that to remove tap strafing, it could, I, I can see how it would mess up um, like other stuff in the game. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I, I, I hope that this isn't them bowing down to pressure of pros and stuff who are like, don't take this out of the game because it's we need it. Um, because I I don't know, like that seems not great, you know? Yeah, you sort of wonder like, does it does it add lots to the game? Or is it uh, like, do loads, like you sort of think, is this just a, a minority of like really good players like crying out like, oh, don't take this sort of, pseudo exploit away from us yeah whereas the vast majority mm. probably just don't either don't know it exists or just don't ever use it because it's actually quite difficult um, yeah and, I, I think it know. is a case of that it's, i think the people who are vocal about it obviously they know it exists um but people like me I, I think i know one of my mates was quite into looking up movement tech and stuff and he's shown us a few things before but once when, when we're actually playing we never really bother because like it, we're just having fun we're not we're not trying to do all of these like high level moves and stuff we're just playing and it's never really affected me as far as i'm aware i expect it would affect me if it got taken out of the game because i probably noticed that some people who are really good at playing the game are easy to hit so like i don't know it's, it's an odd one this is one of those things where i would try it for a bit and i'd be like man this is just really hard and i'm not good enough to really exploit this so i'm just gonna not use it <laughs> and i'm gonna be fine which i feel like is the overarching opinion of just you know the normal ape the, the, the average apex player base yeah i mean it, it's it's nice that they're they're keeping it in but yeah you just sort of hope that it isn't just the devs basically just sort of saying well okay guys whatever we'll We'll keep it in just for you. Um, that sounds of things, they are going to change it in some way or remove it in some way, but it, it, yeah, might not be for a little while yet until probably the heat dies down from <laughs> the original suggestion, I expect. Yeah, interesting. Do you think you'll you'll try to tap strafe more or is it just you're well, not see, really into it at all? Like Now I know <laughs> what it is. I'm like, well, maybe I should try it and maybe I should give it a go. But then also... I'm so lazy and <laughs> I kind of just want to play Apex the way I always play Apex and not learn. I don't want to be a pro. I don't want to do esports. I don't care. I just want to play Apex, man. It does sound like if you tried to tap strafe a lot, I, like, I, I, would, like, I would miss all of my shots because I'd be so focused on just like flying like around, around all over the place <laughs> that I wouldn't actually like do any damage. I'd just be like spinning around in front of the enemy and they'd just be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So that's probably what's going to stop me from trying it at least. Yeah, me um, too, honestly. But I, I assume it's like a way of, can you kind of use it to close the gap or is it like largely to, to kind of just dodge and things yeah is you it- can you could you can use it to close gaps it depends on i mean apex's terrain is so like vastly different like if you're going downhill or something it's, it'd be great to to close a gap because you're getting so much momentum off of that and then able to turn away from bullets while also very quickly um yeah moving towards an enemy squad yeah well i i i will not be i will try, maybe i'll try it like once and then that'll <laughs> be it uh but no it's not it's yeah. not for me uh, it also bears worth mentioning um, 
Apex has a collection event on this week as well. It's, it's not, not a huge thing. Um, just like skins and stuff and a new heirloom for Rampart, which is cool. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's the Apex news for this week. Nice. Uh, and moving on, we've got some Valorant news. We've got a bit of everything this week, actually. It's like a, a little bit, a little bit of everything. A um, pick and mix of news. Yeah, a true pick and mix. Um, so yeah, so we've got Valorant uh, has a new map now um, called Fracture. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, it looks great. Um, I still don't know how I feel about it, uh, like gameplay wise, because <laughs> right. it's really weird. So, so this is the first map that Valorant have done, which has the defenders spawn in the center of the map. What? And the right, okay, yeah, exactly. What? And the sites you have to attack are on either side, and the attacking team can attack from either side of the map. So their spawn, there's like um, there's like zip lines going up underneath the map so when in like the buy phase when you you're sort of like buying your guns and deciding where you're going to go um they can use the zip lines to get from either side to get like to either side so they can decide which part they want to attack from so the defenders right. are kind of just like stuck in the middle and i just don't know how i feel about it like it's a nice map and it does feel like pretty nice to play but it feels very attacker-sided and when I'm defending, I've played it a bunch now because there's a playlist that they've done. Um, so you can just play Fracture to practice it. And I just still don't know where to stand as any of the characters that I like playing. <laughs> uh, it's very odd. So like for, for reference, it's like a H shape, the map. So like you pick like a H and then the, the defenders will spawn in the middle with the sights on either side. Um, but yeah, you, you've not played Valorant in a while. So I don't know. I think that this would be a complete and utter shock to you yeah, getting on this I map. This sounds like one of those things where they've tried to like uh, not improve or progress on maps, but kind of like take maps to the next level by doing yeah. something a little bit zany. Whereas in reality, maybe it's, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Just just keep it so defenders spawn on one side <laughs> and attackers on the other. Because it sounds like you're, as a, as a defender at least, you're kind of, you're just dumped straight into the middle of things mm. and you're like, oh my God, what, what, okay, right. I need to go somewhere and I don't know where to go. Um, whereas that sounds kind of a bit overwhelming. Whereas I kind of like the idea of spawning just on one side because then it gives you uh, like that routine of going, like taking a little bit of time to move to where you need to. I think yeah. it's quite important in a, in like a shooter like this. Um, whereas if you're all kind of just dumped in the middle, it's kind of like, well, it almost eliminates that routine or you need to kind of at least, I don't know, sort of there's too much alarm or panic straight away. That sort of builds, I feel, in these I think that's it. It, it. I Playing this map has made me feel so much more stressed than the other map. Like, and it's, I don't, to not to knock it, to be fair, like it's a good map and it's a good idea and I have had fun playing on it, but I do feel that, so after we play the Fracture playlist, and then we go on to like the normal, just like unrated normal games. I'm like, oh, this is so relaxing. Like I know where everyone's coming from. <laughs> I know where I've got to be. Oh, it feels good. Whereas this one, I'm just like constant. Because it's quite an aggressive map as well, I think, Fracture. Because obviously right. as defenders, you have access to the sites you can go on. So you're in the kind of middle like strip. You can um, sort of go all the way up to the, the walls that stop you from going into the attacker spawn and stuff. Um, and it feels like it's... Very, it's more rewarding as a defender to push out to the attackers and like zone them almost. Oh, uh, that's which, interesting. Which like normally that's that you shouldn't really no. ever, <laughs> you shouldn't reward that. Like 
if you're playing on, uh, I don't know, one of the other maps like Bind or something, you, you want to play that defensively. You, if you, you usually will have a duelist or something that wants to push out to try and get the jump on the enemies, but it's most of the time it doesn't ever go that well. Like it's just better off just sticking to the site and playing defensively when you're on defense. Whereas this, yeah, I do feel like if you're playing duelist and stuff, it is kind of, if you know an attacking team, if you wait a bit and you know they're not coming to the bit that you're protecting, it's so worth just pushing out to get behind them um, or to get an idea of what they're doing or where they're going because there's so many angles they can come from. And for you to be able to flank them is actually a good strategy. Like sometimes it's almost worth letting them take the site so that the rest of the defenders can then go around behind them and all like encompass them basically and come all the way around, you know? Um, <laughs> this is always so kind of like, like flipping the script. Kind of yeah, pretty much. Which, that's, but it's, and that's, but it's weird. It's a weird to play a game like this, like that. Yeah, because that's, I, I know now what you mean about it being extremely stressful, because clearly the start is stressful, but then to, to try and, you know, win sounds even more stressful. And probably, <laughs> probably like a nightmare in, oh, yeah. I don't know, in solo queue or something where you kind of want to, um, on a normal defender's map, it's quite nice to have that kind of set routine of I'm yes. going to take this position and we're all going to like just chill and you can kind of just tell your team hey let's just let's just hold strong guys whereas in this it's like guys we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to push and it's gonna be risky and yeah. um and I can just see some real um toxic stuff going on with this <laughs> Alaran, toxic never yeah. <laughs> never um but I, I'm sort of intrigued by it. I like to give it a go, but I, I, I don't know. I think I'm one of those people who quite likes that traditional setup. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of, I don't know. I, I quite like, even though Valorant isn't like the most relaxing game, I like just defending and sitting in certain spots and yeah. knowing where to look. Yeah, knowing where to look is is nice. And I, I appreciate this is a new map. So it's kind of right now, it's hard to be like, I'm not. That's one of the reasons why you don't know where to look. But at the same time, there are so many places that you should be looking. <laughs> um, more so than the other maps. There's yeah, it's a lot. It's a, but it's good fun, and I I would like to see them. I would like to see more developers of games like this do more interesting things with their maps, like and have the attackers and defenders spawns in weird places, um, because it does work. Like it just feels <laughs> odd, you know. It feels like it doesn't work, but it does work. <laughs> Would you want to see like more wacky stuff like this in Valorant or sort of fr from the maps? Do you want to see more of this? Would you rather them kind of sort of cool off and go, no, let's just sort of rein it back a bit and go, go back to the usual defender stuff? No, I would like to see more of this. I think yeah. it's, it's easy for them to play it safe and go with a design that they know is going to work. Like, you know, the traditional stuff. But this is this is more interesting. Like I would like love to see more of this. <laughs> just despite. But I just need to practice on it for like yeah. a good three days first by myself with no one else. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just not sort of too quickly. Please. Yeah, 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 just nice slow releases, just so you can get used to them. <laughs> exactly that. Oh dear. But yeah, so that's fracture out in Valorant right now. Next up uh, on the the news list. Um, so this one is from a couple weeks ago now, but. Uh, still relevant to talk about because we've not talked about it. Um, Overwatch 2 will be used for the Overwatch League starting next year, starting early next year, um, which is 
kind of an indication of how finished Overwatch 2 is. Um, they, they, <laughs> Blizzard have said that it's an... Uh, what is it? Blizzard, Blizzard that said it? Uh, yeah, an Overwatch League yeah. representative uh, confirmed it. But um, So it's an early build of Overwatch 2, basically, that they will be using as of like April next year for the next like Overwatch League, which is Overwatch's pro, um, like pro scene. Um, thoughts? Cool, I guess. I mean, <laughs> um, it, it'll be quite, quite nice to see Overwatch 2 um, in action if we don't sort of see it before then. Um, yeah. And, and sort of in the hands of, uh, you know, pros, people who, who really do know what they're doing with the game. Um, sort of, it'll be, in, in a weird way, it's almost more interesting to see kind of, because it's like an early build, like how the pros almost um, exploit that. that. I'm sure that, you know, with these sort of things, it's like pros find a way to take advantage of like... Um, like builds that aren't complete there might be like little map things that they can take advantage of mm. the, the devs are just like whoa we did not design it with that purpose in mind or or even just like um heroes with certain abilities that might just be like ludicrously strong in certain situations where they might not like mean to be or designed in that way um so Yes, it's sort of mm. in, intriguing that they're kind of willing to to give them the, these sort of players, like the the uh, the early build. Yeah, it is, and I'm I'm curious if this is like a marketing thing where maybe Overwatch Two is set to come out like maybe summer next year, and starting in the spring, they're like, well, we're playing Overwatch League on it, and it's, it's almost a a way of getting more people to watch Overwatch League, and at the same time market overwatch 2 is that yes. that, that feels like what that is right no no that's like a that's a great point actually i hadn't thought about that in that in that way um I, I mean i'd certainly be interested in overwatch 2 if i if it was all over my screens is like look at the price playing it yeah. and like this is the overwatch league guys and it's using overwatch 2 um you sort of think like it like you were saying it's clearly in a really sort of finished state then by that point. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it because you wouldn't want to market it and be like, hey, Overwatch 2. And then it's like an absolute <laughs> like mm. mess in front of everyone. Right. Because if it's buggy during like an esports event as well, like that's not good. You're potentially screwing over an entire team of pros who have like practiced and trained for ages and something was to go wrong in that early build of the game, then that would be horrible and very bad. And they'd have to either restart a match or forfeit or I don't know, whatever. So like they say early build, but it must be like a pretty polished build at that, right? Yeah. You'd think it would be super polished or like, uh, maybe I don't know how these things work, but almost like an esports build. So it's not like the complete thing that will get hold off. It'll be like their own thing. I, I, I don't know. Like maybe that's me being silly. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued to, to see how it'll work. Um, I mean, what is there sort of anything in particular from Overwatch Two that you'll be sort of excited to see, sort of in the hands of the of the pros, particular hero or like? Well, yeah. So the whole deal with Overwatch Two, like one of the the biggest changing changes that they're making, is that 
so it's a currently Overwatch is a six v six team game. They're changing it to five v five, and they're dropping a tank from each team. So currently, um, you have two roles. Um, just two 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 is the 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 composition name. Um, uh, and it's, so you have two damage characters, two tanks, and two support characters. Um, so yeah, they're dropping a tank out of that, and they're making the tanks just beefier and more damage dealing. They're going to be you know just DPS but double the size. Um, and I, I mean, I'm interested in seeing that because there are currently a bunch of really good tank players um, in the Overwatch League or have been previously. Um, like Gaguri was uh, one that I watched. Um, she used to play for Shanghai Dragons. I've not watched Overwatch League in a while, so I'm not sure um, where she might be now. But like, they're phenomenal at playing tanks. And I am so curious as to how that will just affect the role in general. Like, the fact that they're dropping a tank as well kind of sucks for people who have specked into being good tank players because yeah, well, that's kind that's... of them out of the job a little bit like lose but i mean they'd probably be kept on by the teams of course to be swapped out and all that and on rosters but it's one that i think yeah tank players out of everybody are going to have to adapt to a lot and i'm, I'm curious to see how the pros will do with it yeah because it, it could be quite like an interesting opportunity for for those tank players as well i'm not saying that they weren't like front and center of their teams because clearly there were some absolute standout tank players but i think often sometimes like the um i don't know how to say it like the, the trophy or whatever like the dps players would be like oh they would be kind of hailed as the the playmakers or like whoa look at this genji yeah. like mad whoa how good is this genji player um so maybe the you know, now that the tanks are, are damage dealers, it might open sort of the doors for more like sort of tank slash DPS players to be kind of hailed as like proper playmakers and stuff. Yeah, um, it might even make Overwatch sort of more more interesting to watch as well, like sort of more aggressive. Maybe a bit matches all go a bit quicker. Um, because it sort of it definitely went through a phase, didn't it? Of it just like t- like many tanks butting heads for ages, yeah. and no one really going anywhere or doing anything. Uh, the old goats meta. Yeah, <laughs> goats. Yes. Um, I remember so, goats. Yeah, I, I there's there's a lot to to digest with Overwatch too, and there is. I think I just want to see it, it like. When it comes down to it, I want it to be more watchable than it was because watching Overwatch, like pros flying around everywhere, it is really quite hard if you don't know Overwatch at all. So um, I'll be interested to see also sort of how they've improved on that in Overwatch 2 as well. The first we're going to see loads of Overwatch 2 is going to be pros playing it by the sounds of things, judging from this then. So, I mean, that works for me better than... You know, when other games companies will get just actors or something to play their game and, and <laughs> yeah, film a thing and they're, they've got real gamer names and it's like, mm. oh, <laughs> okay. They have like those chats, don't they? Yeah. It's like, I remember, the, what was it? I think it was The Division, The div- like when that came out, oh. that had an awful one. It was so bad. It was like, probably like devs or something playing slowly um, just so that they could fit in stuff over the top, but it was actors very, very, very clearly actors talking like they were on comms or whatever. And it was <laughs> so just, cringe-ray. it was the cringiest thing I've ever heard. I was like, have you ever heard a human being talk? Because it's not like that. 
We like really need to stop doing that. Like whoever's doing that, you just need to stop just, it. Just it's... get the pros to play. Just look, they like playing your game already. Just just get them. Just that's fine. Because <laughs> like just doing game of speak like that is just not good. <laughs> like no one speaks like that. Oh, good um, stuff. So yes, Overwatch Two intrigued by it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I like Overwatch. I've always liked Overwatch. I'm an Overwatch simp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's moving swiftly on. <laughs> moving on uh, to uh, a bit more of your wheelhouse. So we've got some Call of Duty Warzone. Um, last week, or the week four, revealed its next map. So nice. we're going to the Pacific. Um, it will be tied in with uh like vanguard's release i believe yeah or launch alongside vanguard yes yes i think so yeah that's right um it's going to be around the same size as verdansk which is the current uh warzone map um and it's kind of like a tropical setting we're kind of beyond that we've not seen a whole lot more um but yeah what are your thoughts on that what are your thoughts on moving away from verdansk into somewhere new so yeah i have I'm a real lapsed Warzone player now, which is which is a shame. Uh, mm. It's just it's been I don't know how long since I played. It's been a while. Um, I think that that interest had been dwindling for for months. Actually, um, I think that that came down to well, Verdansk in general. Like even though they had that 1984 rework, I can't remember when. That was a while ago now. Um, and that was nice. It sort of updated the, the color palette and added in a few sort of reworked locations and stuff. It didn't take long to kind of go, well, this is still Verdansk. Um, it's still kind of a similar vibe. Mm. Um, so I'm, I am very uh, excited for just a brand new location. It feels like this is like a real long time coming as well. Yeah. Um, they need, they almost sort of feel like they needed this. Um, obviously this is, you know, this takes a huge amount of work and time, but it did feel like we needed this a few months ago, <laughs> at least to hold my interest. And I'm sure mm. like plenty of others, like I know my sort of circle of friends who we all played Warzone together for months and months. We, we've all stopped now because I think we're just, we need new locations to drop into and things. Um, I think on sort of setting wise, it looks from, from like the the two or three images, um, it looks it looks really nice. Um, it just a bit sort of lighter um, and more again more colourful than the dance, which I'm into. Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan of of a beach. I like a, a good beach, both in real life and in games. So I'm, I'm into that. I mean, that's a big thing, right? Color. Like I feel like so many first person shooter developers are afraid to put a splash of color in those maps. Like, and you just, it looks so nice when you do it, you know, people might not notice it hugely when they're playing, but God, I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause you're spending like, so like you're spending, you're constantly dropping into the same map, aren't you? Yeah. So you, you need it to be like, eye-catching to sort of hold your interest um and for dansk well when it first launched was really great like super boring super gray um even the reworked one it was nice but it almost felt like a bit sort of not forced but sort of over time like i remember there was huge like issues of glare 
it almost felt like they were kind of like shining the sun on it, like super bright, like, hey, there's light now, guys. There's light. It's nice and colorful. <laughs> um, whereas this feels a lot more sort of natural. Um, I don't know, color palette wise. Yeah. I'm no artist, but it, you know, um, it's not sort of so glary or whatever. Um, palm trees, a good a thumbs up from me. I like the tropical <laughs> stuff. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm very into it, um, and it'll definitely uh, sort of bring me back to Warzone. So nice, yeah, good stuff. I always, I always feel proud of Warzone because every Call of Duty game, like I find it amazing that this whole kind of player base once a year will just drop <laughs> the last Call of Duty game and just move on to the next one. Like that's maddening to me because. I don't know, like Overwatch has been out for five years now and I play that constantly. And I mean, I don't throw it out there, but it's definitely better than Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, and I mean, but in Apex Sessions as well, that's been out for years. It, there isn't a new Apex Sessions, they just keep updating that one. And even Valor has been out for over a year now, two years nearly? No, year uh, and a half maybe. Yeah. And, and like, they're not going to make a new Valor in like every year, like... It's mad. It's mad. I know, but I'm, just, I'm almost proud of Warzone for not getting... It's not just a new Warzone out, right? Like, it's just the same Warzone that's just been going. And, like, that's nice. That's good. I appreciate it's coming out, this new map, at the same time as Call of Duty Vanguard. The new Call of Duty that will overwrite fucking... What was it? Black Ops, whatever. From last year. Cold War. Black Ops Cold War. But, like, that feels like a new game. I feel like that's still a new game. It's so strange to me. That they just every year just a brand new. But so yeah, good on your Warzone for continuing to <laughs> be your own it. thing. <laughs> so would you would you want to see like Apex and that like get huge studios and make a second one and a third one? Like no, you know, no. Would you no. like Overwatch Two is a push as it is. Like I'm looking forward to it, but only because Overwatch One has been out for five, six years now. Like I wouldn't <laughs> want an Apex Two, especially that's not, not this soon. I mean, it's been out for like what three years now, I think, nearly four. Uh, and like that's a long time for a game, but they constantly update it with loads of new good stuff. Like it's a, it looks like a different game to when it first released. Like just keep doing that. I like that. That's fine. Don't need yeah. a second one. Which if if they released Apex Two. Would you jump ship and would you never look at Apex Legends 1 again? I mean, it depends what it was. If it was just the same as Ape, probably not. This is what Destiny did, right? They released Destiny 2, which was basically Destiny 1.5, and I hated it and played it for 30 hours and then stopped (laughs) forever. So, yeah. I mean, God. It's big opinions coming from I'm firing them out. I'm firing them out. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what's better than Call of Duty? It's it's right here on this podcast. These <laughs> don't come for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Moving swiftly on. Um, it's just a little bit more Call of Duty news, um, but only because we didn't talk about this on the last podcast, which we did like the same day that this came out. But um, we saw like some of the first proper gameplay um, for Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, and yeah, it looks like Call of Duty. Like it's it's worth talking about because. It's new, but is it really though? Is it judging from that last <laughs> conversation where we get a new quarter every year? Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> you are like I have to like 
reluctantly agree with you here. It does. <laughs> it does just look like more Call of Duty. Like it just really quite a lot like Call of Duty. Um, it, the, the gameplay we saw seemed to be like, um, I don't know what the story was at some mega sniper person. Yeah. So Vanguard um, is set in like an alternate history World War II. Um, and this was what we saw was set in Stalingrad, I think. Um, uh, and it's like a sniper lady who's played by Laura Bailey, who's she's cool, we like her. Uh, and she's yeah, just kind of like running around. There's lots of stealth in it, which is which is cool for a quadruple game. Um, like, and it looks fine. It looks good. Like, no, yeah, no shade there. Like, it sort of sticks to what Call of Duty does. Like, hmm. just sort of very like. Um, set up moments where like a soldier is looking at a cabinet or something and then there's like a knife buried in a nearby cabinet next to you and you're like well I've got to pick this up and then I've got to stab him in the back and then (laughs) move on to another like set piece or whatever um it yeah it looks fine like the 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 graphics look great I thought the music was good Um, yes yeah yeah I agree yeah. The music was nice. Um, I just, I like desperately tried to think of like <laughs> things that stood out about this game. Um, there was like one new mechanic, I think, where you could kind of like, um, oh, I don't know what you call it now, but you kind of blind fire over a bit of cover. Um, oh, yeah. Which is new and uh, next gen in Call of Duty. Next I guess. gen. Let's go. It's. <laughs> um, you can kind of put your, you can mount your gun in Warzone. So you can kind of put it up on a ledge, and it gives you like increased accuracy and stuff. But I think in this mm. one, they've kind of changed that mechanic slightly. So you can kind of slide it around on that ledge while shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Very incremental updates, but there we go. Um, I mean, I didn't even play Cold War's campaign actually, um, so. I've sort of actually fallen out of love with Call of Duty single players because they they all they are all kind of like this. They don't really sort of push the boat anymore. Yeah, um, but samey, samey. I mean, we, yeah. you know, this one looks nice. Here's hoping it's got a, a bit more substance. But I suppose a, an alt history World War Two concerns me a little because there's I don't know there's weird things they could do with that. But yeah, because you, you know. need to kind of like. To how to say this right but you always need to sort of honor the uh, the original thing right like, yeah i think it's easy to erase some of the big issues and that that came about in in the wars uh yeah, yeah. and them doing a, a new take on world war Two is kind of a weird way of talking about a historical event and like yeah i was not mm. it's like it's good to do new takes on things but also <laughs> But also, yeah, this is like actually quite a sensitive topic. Yeah, uh, well, it can like, be. Is, it depends what they're changing, I guess. But yeah, that's it. And like, I know this is kind of relevant for every Call of Duty ever, but it always kind of surprises me whenever I watch a new Call of Duty, and it's like it's sort of sort of set in World War Two, and it's sort of semi-realistic or whatever. Um, but then like you turn into this one man army and you're like <laughs> cutting down like 50 people <laughs> by yourself and like quick scoping people and bodies are flying down corridors and it's just like, yeah, okay. 
this is very, very, very much a video game. And I don't really know why, but it always surprises me whenever I watch something like this. Yeah. Um, would, would like, would this convince you what you saw? Would you want to pick up Call of Duty Vanguard and give um, the single player a go or, or even the multiplayer? <laughs> or are you kind of just, because I remember you saying you just aren't really into this sort of shooter. I'm just, um, yeah, not a fan of the war games, to be honest. Like uh, if it has good zombies mode, then maybe, but it, this Call of Duty is a case of, I will pick it up on sale. Like it's ne- it's, it's <laughs> yeah. never a it's never a release title for me, really, unless there's nothing else to play. But there's going to be so much to play this year. That I'm, yeah, not I'm not not feeling it. Not yeah, it's not grabbing me. I mean that's fair. I don't I don't blame you. I, I mean I will end up playing this, but probably not the single player. I'll, I'll just be in in Warzone or whatever, or, or yeah, that's fair. Or, or the multiplayer, and even the multiplayer then is like a means to an end because it would probably be the main way you unlock stuff for Warzone, yes. um, which is another thing that this is another path Call of Duty is, is going down and for better and for worse. But <laughs> yes, yeah, Call of Duty, it. very Call of Duty. Very Call of Duty. Yeah, that is it for the Call of Duty news. Um, it is worth mentioning things we've just talked about, uh, both Overwatch uh, and Call of Duty, which is published by Activision Blizzard, that that company is still facing a lawsuit um, around their alleged toxic workplace culture. Um, you know, it's, it's just worth remembering and worth keeping an eye on on what's going on with that, uh, seeing as we've we talk about those games quite a bit. Um, but uh, moving on to uh, another war game, uh, Battlefield <laughs> 2042 <laughs> has been delayed until November 19th. Um, it was it was due to release next month. Uh, on, on October 11th, but but they they done pushed it back, um, which was rumored I think for a couple of days beforehand. I'm, I'm not not surprised it's been pushed back. Really, I yeah I I don't it I was sort of almost surprised that it would been pushed back, but only by like a month or something. Mm. I was thinking, oh god, it's going to be years until we see this game, but no, it's it's just a month. It's it's all good. Um, I I don't know if I was sort of particularly disappointed that it was delayed a sort of horrible thing to say but like there's so much else i need to play right now or want to play and that was one of those games that i could just i'll get round to you know yeah absolutely it's it's it is it is another war game (laughs) i mean i mentioned it but like there's already there's a lot of stuff going out at the end of this year and like so i'm again i would like battlefield as opposed to call of duty i think i will give a go of have a go of but um, yeah, again, not super fussed because there's other things coming out that I want to play too. Other free things like Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> other free things like, uh, like Halo Infinite. Wait, do, 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 shall I segue to, to the Halo stories oh, yet? I'm or do we want to talk I, about I, Battlefield I've, some like, more? I've, no, that's I've okay. We can the segue do that. Well, there's not much to say about Battlefield other than, hey, it's been delayed. Like, <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. Don't like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there was there was some more news where they showed off some of the the specialists um, the other week, which I believe you were about. Oh yeah, again the the, the vibes were quite similar. Yeah. You're right. It's <laughs> um, they're all just as you'd expect. Like there is someone with a grappling hook, which is good. We like grappling hooks, um, but there's just the usual archetypes. Sort of man who throws turrets down. Person. <laughs> Person who is like Anna from Overwatch and and fires healing darts into people and right. and has like a defibrillator as like 
all battlefields have. And there's a sniper who wears a ghillie suit and has like a drone. Um, and none of them are particularly exciting. They're all just as, you know, as you'd expect. So <laughs> that's as much enthusiasm as I can draw up for that. <laughs> that's fair. Well, do you know what? I'm going to redeem that previous segue then and we'll, we'll just slide straight on. Straight on into Halo Infinite. Because uh, its next multiplayer preview um, is going to be the end of this month, probably. They're, they're targeting September twenty fourth um, for the Sweet. next next preview, which is which is cool. You got a, you have to be a Halo insider, I think, to to participate in it. Um, so you do have to register. Uh, I believe I registered for the last one and then didn't get invited to it. So maybe I'll get invited to this one because I'd quite like to give it a go. Ed, I was going to ask, is this? Out of you know Battlefield, Call of Duty, you're like no, but this one you're sort of you in into. I, I am in. I'm in. I'm in for this because it's much more colourful and there's cool abilities and guns and stuff. Um, but also it's free, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I you. like I I don't have the money to constantly buy sixty seventy pounds worth of games when they come out brand new. Like that's so true. That is so like I like. Is looking at Deathloop once again, just getting a Deathloop reference uh-huh. in there. Oh, quick, 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 uh, Deathloop. And I, I was like, my God, this is this is pricey. This is money I don't have. Oh, yeah. Um, and just any any games, like you're saying, I'm just like, I'm like yeah, this is too much. It's too much money. Um, and I need to play the lottery <laughs> to make this up. <laughs> Literally. Um, um, but so, yeah, I mean, most of the yeah. first-person shooters I play at the moment are free. Like, Apex and Valorant are both free games, and they're both great. And, like, that's a good business model, because I've spent <laughs> money in both of those games. Because they're free, I've justified myself spending extra cash in them. So, yeah, so, I'll do that for Halo, if it's good. Yeah, I, I've signed up for the the Insider thing. I think I was the same as you. Uh, I signed up last time, got, just got rejected. Uh, just nothing nothing from them which made me very <laughs> sad um so i just fingers crossed we both get in um to this one um and maybe we can play together and we can give it a go it'll be yeah i, I can't wait for i'm honestly i'm so excited i'm for excited halo. um I, i've just needed uh halo for a while now um, <laughs> having played um played a bit of split gate recently as well which is um sort of a bit a bit Halo-y, sort of Halo mm. slash Portal-y. And, and that, like, sorry, Brandy, I, re- I, I, I loved your <laughs> review and I, I saw your review and it, it sort of is kind of, to me anyway, it does feel like Halo meets Portal because Brandy sort of says it's not really. Um, I can see why, but also in my, in my mind, it's it's very Halo meets Portal. Um, and it just, hey, that's it fine. Just looks- I'm sure he'll understand. Subjective. <laughs> it's, <just> it's subjective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so no, Brendy might come for me. I, I hope he doesn't. Cause this is a challenge. Actually... Ed has challenged you, Brendan. One v one in split game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> oh god, that's that's frightening. Um, oh dear. But yes, looking forward to Halo. Uh, I'm looking forward to Halo because it's going to be meatier than Split Gate, yeah. in my opinion. It's that. It's what I need. Splitgate is is merely like the starter to Halo. That is the, oh, yeah. the main course. That is like, my... a, little, like a little appetizer before yeah, you before you get get going. Yes. Yeah, so Brandy, I'm... 
please don't. <laughs> so uh, it's worth just mentioning with that um, that this new technical preview will have uh, a few changes from like they've responded to the player feedback from the first one. So like they're going to update the radar and some of the player movement as well as like the audio UI changes, like loads of stuff, basically. They're, they'll be improving for this one. So yeah, it should be even better than the last preview, which I heard was good fun. So good stuff indeed. Um, and last but not least, on the news plate for today, because there's been a lot of news today because this has been a, maybe a little bit of extra time since we last did a podcast. Um, but uh, Deathloop's out. That's a first-person yes. shooter. <laughs> that counts. We're allowed to talk about that. And it's got multiplayer, so... It counts. <laughs> uh, I have not played it yet. I'm kind of saving myself for the weekend so I can just sit down and not stop playing it for a good 48 hours. Um, but you have played it. What are your initial thoughts? No spoilers, but some light initial thoughts. Yeah, so I've played probably two hours at a, at a push, maybe a, bit, a little bit less than that. So I'm very early in. Um and early impressions, spoiler free, it's it feels like it's going to be really good. Um, sort of initially, it's not. It, it, I have to admit, it hasn't it hasn't clicked with me entirely, and I think that's just because the sort of first sort of heard the first maybe sort of three hours are kind of a a, a real sort of introduction to just how how the game works because it's like quite sure. a complicated a thing is Deathloop. Like if you've got like the whole loop mechanic thing, you know, every day is the, the same day and how does that work and how do you go about um, assassinating your targets and, and finding information and how do your abilities work and times of day and all of this sort of stuff. Um, I won't go into that because that's, that's sort of, you want to discover that for yourself really. Um, but I think as as I've kind of, as I'm nearing the end of this sort of intro um, experience um, and I'm sort of unlocking more abilities and I'm kind of getting to grips of how the rhythm of the game works and what I'm sort of kind of meant to be doing, um, I can see it becoming a lot, sort of a lot, lot more fun now. So it feels maybe less restrictive and it's sort of opening up and because that's that's what you want really from an arcane game is like that immersive sim open do what you want kind of aspect um yeah. and i think that sort of shocked me at the start I was like maybe that wasn't the case no but it, it is it just you just need to get through that initial intro and and that intro is is good i don't i don't dislike it um because it does a really really good job of kind of steering you through how it how all the stuff works um it's just teaching you a lot at once. Yeah, that's it. And and it does like, because they could have got it so horribly wrong because it is really complex, but they they don't. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I, th- I think I'm getting to a point now where it's, it's really starting to open up and I can see why everyone's raving about it. Um, th- the main point for me is sort of most evenings, I want to play Deathloop. <laughs> so... I mean, you can't really get any better than that for for like a review in a oh, way. Oh yeah, that's how you know you've got um, a good one. So are you kind of going to set some some time aside this weekend maybe and, and just yeah. sort of head down, death loop on? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I just absolutely fucking love Arcane's games to death and I'm... I've been so excited for this for so long but <laughs> I've had so much on this week that my head is just... 
in many different places and I need to get the week over and done. And then at the weekend, I'm just like, because I haven't had a weekend to myself for like the past month either. I keep visiting people and stuff. And I just, I need time to myself to decompress and become a timey-wimey assassin. So yeah, I just, I need some time. <laughs> it's like God's out in life is getting in the way. <laughs> it really that. is getting in the way of my gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Deathloop is is perfect as well for those just like long gaming sessions. It, yeah. it feels like you just want to just soak it all in. It's one of those things. You sort of boot it up and like, wow, this is, you can already sense it's quite special just from the first like five minutes. So um, yes. Excellent uh, stuff. Yeah. And how have you found the performance so far? Because that's been um, one of the kind of main things going around this week, um, Deathloop news-wise. It's been that people have been suffering from frame rate issues. um, And I think they, the developers have said now that they are like looking into this um, and looking into the performance problems. So have you, have you found it all right so far? Uh, I, I haven't really encountered any issues. Like, so my, what's my rig? It is, I think it's got an RTX 2070 in it. Um, sort of graphics cards. Um, I'm sort of playing on, I think all sort of very high settings, uh, only at like 1080p. And I'm sure loads of PC people will come at me now and be like, why are you playing on only 1080p? Anyway, <laughs> I'm playing on only 1080p. I can't remember what are the settings, but th- those are ba- the basic ones. I didn't fiddle around with them too much. Um, and I haven't really encountered anything. It, it plays great. I think there was one time where I was in a menu um and it sort of started flickering a bit um and you know i I boot i sort of loaded into into a scenario in the game which i won't spoil and it it sort of was fine so during gameplay and everything i've had literally no problems so um it's weird to sort of hear that other people are because when you sort of play it and you don't encounter anything it's like well what's the problem guys (laughs) it's fine well there you go your death loop might be issuey, but you also might just be fine. So play it anyway. Definitely play it. Oh, I, I can't wait. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it from the the news mines today. So on to our theme. Uh, this is the bit where we focus on a topic and have a good old discussion about it. This week we're diving into what makes a good multiplayer shooter. Um, so Imogen. Is there anything sort of, I don't know, that you think makes or, you know, a shooter needs to have in order to make it a a good one? So the obvious one for me, and is it kind of like an obvious one in general, but uh, is it the gunplay? Because that is what I think will be what draws me back in and what makes me want to carry on playing. and, And that's the kind of bit that needs to be most fluid, I think, for me personally. Like, like, um, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I think that Apex Legends just has phenomenal gunplay. Like it, a lot of the way that that game feels to play in general is just really nice. But um, all of the guns feel really different, and it's I don't, it's really hard to describe. <laughs> Would you say it's gunplay. sort of like uh, like a like a weightiness? I'm a big fan of like a weighty yeah, gun. Yeah, you can definitely um, feel the the weight behind each gun that you you've got, and like and they're just fun to shoot. Like they all do fun different things, and you can change them and, and like make them your own with the different attachments. And I just I love that. I think it's really great. Um, and I think sort of speaking of Deathloop is actually something that 
Arcane have been weaker at is making guns that feel particularly nice to shoot, which isn't a huge problem for like their other games like Death, um, Death Loop, like Dishonored and Prey, <laughs> because those are single player experiences where you don't really use the, the guns are never your main weapon anyway. Like you're typically using yeah. powers and other things in the environment to, to get around. And which you are also doing in Deathloop. Um, I just feel like the gunplay is going to be more noticeable in Deathloop because there is that multiplayer aspect um, of having people invade you and, and you having to, to kill the invader uh, or fight them. Yeah, I think like I've only played, again, I've only played a, a short while, so my thoughts are not fully formed yet on it, but I, I've, I've played a, a round of some, some of the guns and I can sort of confirm they do feel better than in in the other sort of arcane games um it, they it still feels like i don't know about you imogen but like i always felt like in in prey or dishonor well mainly prey i would say because dishonor you don't really do much shooting do you um that it kind of movement wise it, it's quite sort of um so when you aim your gun and all of that it feels quite stiff um I don't know. You could think totally different, but no, no, I agree. Yeah, I do think that it, the movement is. I think it's because it's so different. It, again, it's because they're single player games, right? And you're not focusing so much on your positioning and stuff like that, and you're not trying to constantly move around and shoot as fast as you would be in a game like, say, Overwatch um, or Call of Duty. Um, yeah. So I think I think what makes a good like multiplayer shooter because technically Deathloop is that, uh, is it, it depends on what sort of shooter you're trying to make, right? Like if you're yeah. trying to make a fast paced shooter, then gunplay and that for me, that's really important. Um, like it's in Apex is especially important because you can pick up so many different guns. Um, and I similar in Call of Duty and stuff, but I've, I've actually never really massively enjoyed the gunplay in those games, but, um, <laughs> In, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just throwing, keep, keep throwing that shade in. I'm going to, um, but uh, I think for for Deathloop, whereas it is a multiplayer shooter, it's not like the main thing in your arsenal. Like guns are the main thing in your arsenal in most other games. Um, in in the kind of FPS genre, um, whereas for Deathloop, what makes that a good multiplayer shooter is the kind of the different stuff that you can do, like the, the variation of abilities that you have. And that is also important in other games as well, like Overwatch, when every character is different and can do vastly different weird things. Yeah, I think like with Deathloop, the, the one thing I've found, um, sort of going back to like the weightiness of a gun, um, I sort of felt that I, I tried out uh, the shotgun and that had like a really nice sound and it felt really, really good to use. So that kind of put me at ease slightly. I was a bit worried that if your if your multiplayer shooter doesn't have a good shotgun, then that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's like a, a black mark against you, you know? Like it, I feel like every multiplayer shooter, at least for me, should have like a solid shotgun. Um it just needs to happen. I don't know why, it just does um for me. Um, yeah, so I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and it's always like, I feel like the shotgun is like the perfect sort of test or like benchmark, um, for like a weighty gun, just the, the reload animation and the sound and everything about it, the way it can like blast enemies backwards. It all at least happens in death loop, um, which is nice. I'd like to know with a shotgun, can I, can I one shot people? Like, I think that's it. It depends, it depends on the shotgun vastly, but 
like that's yes. a nice feeling in a lot of games where you get a shotgun and you can just absolutely blast someone like <laughs> destiny in Dest like destiny's destiny the first game um the shotguns in that were brilliant you could just like bum slide past people and shotgun them and they would die in one shot if you hit them in the head <laughs> and that felt so good i used to love running around and cheesing people with a shotgun which i'm sure other people didn't enjoy but oh man yeah bungie makes like it's sort of Halo and Destiny, their shotguns are just so, oh, yeah. like... Uh, to be honest, all of their guns just feel great, actually, don't they? Um, they do. And a, a sort of another point, actually, um, sort of on your point of one-shotting people, I think what makes a good shooter is what happens to the enemy when you shoot them, because it has to be satisfying. Yes, um, yeah. So there's almost like your gun needs to feel great, but also that kind of like, it sounds kind of sickening, but like you need that gratification of having landed that shot on that person. And where that's like the, I think a good, a good example is in Valorant where you kind of, you headshot someone and it makes that like dink noise. Yes. You get feedback from it. You get like, yeah, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. It's like just that, oh, just wonderful feedback. Um, and again, like I think a lot of the games you mentioned do it. I think um, Destiny does a really good job of that. Um, yes, each yeah. sort of alien um, has like a different way of dying. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Whether that's like light kind of flinging out of their heads, or I don't know, yeah. just spraying in this goo or whatever it is. It, it just it looks great. It's varied. Um, I think the feedback one is actually, that's a really good point. It's a more important one that I think people realize because, uh, and the reason I say this is because I played, um, quite a bit of Amazon's crucible when oh, it came out before it, I say quite a bit, like a few hours, which was quite a bit because, you know, that was about yeah, as long so as the like, game lived for. So, um, and there's no, there was no feedback. There was absolutely no feedback in that game. And I remember talking uh, to Matt Cox about this at the time because he reviewed the game. And um, we talked about how, yeah, when you, you're shooting players and that and you get a kill, it's almost like you don't really realize that you've, you've gotten a kill. Like it's not, well, you don't realize you shot them in the head or you don't like, it's nothing really special happens or you don't get like a, I think that may, I think your crosshair did change slightly, like to make it like a little X or whatever, um, like a lot of games do. But it wasn't it wasn't super obvious, you know. There wasn't nice sound feedback. There wasn't nice feedback in the the, the act of shooting itself, you know, um, which was a shame because I actually did think Crucible had potential. But that that was one that was a really big thing that I think you don't realize how much you need that in a first person shooter. Um, until it's gone. Yeah, I th I think I played a little again, like a little bit of Crucible. Um, definitely not, definitely not a few hours. I wasn't there <laughs> for the entire the entire thing. I I can sort of agree with you on that. Like it, it just felt extremely like light and kind of yeah. When you when you got a kill, you, you like you said, you barely noticed it. And I think with with shooters, you want you need that constant sort of. I don't know, dopamine rush of getting kills because that's like largely what you do in a multiplayer shooter. Um, I think sort of another thing that kind of riffs off um, that headshot noise um, in Valorant or, or CSGO, whatever it is, is like, I think 
good sound design. Like, um, I'm sort of thinking, I know it's quite a general term, but I'm sort it's, of thinking it's a more good point, like... I, I rely really heavily on sound when I'm playing first-person shooters. Um, right. Probably more so yeah. than I should, actually. Like, I know a lot of my, my mates will listen to music or playing Valorant or, or whatever, um, but I can't do that because I rely so heavily on audio cues. Do they um, listen to music whilst playing? Yeah, one of my mates, How? like, How? he's got, like, ADHD and he, like, can't sit still, so he has to have multiple things, like, in his head at once to be able to concentrate on anything. So he listens to, like, the most hyper music. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. I wish I could. That is, that's talent right there. Because I, yeah, I'm exactly the same as you, that I couldn't imagine that. I need full focus. Uh, yeah, I um, have to. I can't, if I've got more than one thing going on at a time, I cannot focus on it. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really, really in for the sound, sound cues thing. And I, uh, like I have good, um, headphones and stuff because like I need it. I need to know when, if the footsteps of what I can hear next to me are enemy footsteps or friendly footsteps. And I think if you're, you can't tell if you've got other stuff going on or if it's like badly designed. So yeah, audio zone, massive. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same as you. I like it's sort of mainly footstep audio for me. I mean, not not every multiplayer shooter needs to have like insane footstep audio, but I think I think it's really important to know where your enemies are, um, yeah. at least when they're closing in. And I think I'm not usually one to cod bash. I mean, that's that's imaging. That's Ooh, your here thing. We go. But here I'm, we go. Go, I'm actually going to cod bash. Going I for think a bit it's of a cod bash. Um, <laughs> is uh, Warzone is at, like in my opinion. It might have changed in the last few months because so, I've not played it uh, for a while. But I found that footstep audio was so like erratic in that. Like you, oh, yeah? you either like heard it, but you did you couldn't really tell where it was coming from, or you just didn't hear it at all. So an enemy could literally just like open a door behind you, like sneak up, like, even just sprint behind you and just gun you down. You wouldn't have heard like a thing. Ooh. And it sort of frustrated me a lot more than than I thought it would. Because in, in those sort of competitive games where you only have like one life or like a limited number of lives, um, it's just frustrating that there, there was no kind of way to, to fight back or at least to react to something that you probably should have felt like, you know, if there's an enemy nearby, at least you should be aware of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a COD, I hope that they've improved that. Um, and I think like, sort of one last thing on audio i think actually overwatch does a really good job um at least maybe not from sort of the footstep audio um but more from like um characters letting each other know that they're using abilities um because yes. you can kind yeah. of hear like mercy shouting whatever she shouts like i'm reviving you over there um so like t you don't need to be in or you almost don't need to be in voice chat because you no. sort of know what people are people are doing no yeah overwatch has got really good sound design it's that like the ability usage so you know what people are doing when they're doing it um you also know if it's an enemy team or if it's your team because there are different voice lines depending on that so if you've played like oh. a lot of the game you can recognize that um I Why did I like? I, I, I swear, like I didn't know that, and I played so many hours of Overwatch. But I think it's again, something it's easy to forget it. about, though. Like you probably did, like recognize yeah, it when you were playing consciously. But it's, yeah, but it's the sort of thing you might not sort of think about immediately because there's that, and then and also like every character has different 
sound design for their footsteps. So you should, like, if you play the game enough again, in theory, be able to recognize who's sneaking up on you, dependent on what you can hear, um, which is kind of cool. So like the, um, like Hanzo, when he's running around, has got like little kind of pitter-patters of his feet because he runs real quick. Whereas like a character like Roadhog has got quite a heavy thump. And I don't think any of these footsteps are any louder than the others, um, but they just have a very different quality. Uh, so you can kind of tell who's coming. But yeah, sound design. What makes a good multiplayer shoe? We got we need good sound, need to be able to hear what's going on and good feedback as well um, from, yes. from the shooting. Good gunplay. And that's kind of like, I mean, those are three big ones. Like as, as long as those three are particularly nice, I think like, you're good to go. Yeah, and then like other things that like uh, are more subjective, like yeah. classes and and things like that can kind of sure. fit in around those, can't they? So, and the rest of the game should be good anyway. But those, the ones that we've said <laughs> make them the best. <laughs> yeah, and like skins, good, good skins. Yeah, uh, always skins welcome. Yeah. You know, around those, that's another thing I like. Um, Interesting abilities. Does he have abilities? Yeah. Um, uh, upgrades. If you can let me upgrade things, it's always mm-hmm. good. I missed yep. that. Um, yes. Like make me, let me give you money if it's a good free to play game. It's always. Yeah, absolutely. Free to play. Me- that's a big one for me. Yeah, My pleasure. Free to, <laughs> free to play. <laughs> like that. The number one thing <laughs> is it has to be free. Um, we've done it. We've created we, the perfect first person shooter. This game. Perfect. Uh, and and now on to names. Uh, this is a bit where one of us presents three player names from a shooter we played recently that made us laugh or think, who even are these people? Um, so this week it is my turn. Uh, and I, I've got three names from the games I played of Splitgate. Um, so... I don't know. I don't know if that really changes anything. But well, yeah, we, we, of- we don't know. We've had a lot of, I do a lot of Valorant names. You've done a bunch of Warzone names. Splitgate is a new one. So let's yeah. see. So let's see what the creative folks on Splitgate have for us. Um, so, so the first one, again, this is, this is almost like a slight learning experience for me. Once again, I always try and throw one in now each week. Um, this is Sensual Sasquatch. Sensual um, Sasquatch. So, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Sasquatch, to me, I thought, is that a vegetable or is that like, like a Yeti? <laughs> those are the two I things I thought of. so glad that one of those suggestions is the correct suggestion. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, is he going to say, is it a vegetable or a fruit? And I'm going to be like, no, Ed. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. Um, yeah, so a Sasquatch, I think, is like, that's, uh, it's a cryptid, right? It's like Bigfoot. That's it's typically Bigfoot or like Yetis or whatever. They're called Sasquatches in, this is very American. It's a very American word. Right. I, that's such like a different word to to Bigfoot though. Like it's such a strange kind of yeah. word, right? Um, I'm not sure what it comes from because I'm I wonder if it's from the word Saskatchewan. Oh, America, I can't do America. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. I don't know. Uh, there's probably a, an origin of that name that I don't understand because I'm not from the US of A. Um, but. Yeah, I think it's called a Sasquatch because it's named maybe after the area that like Bigfoot sightings were. 
like uh-huh. perhaps i don't know why he's sensual though <laughs> no yeah it's quite i like, don't know um, if this is a person that's got like looking for some bigfoot only fans or like <laughs> i don't know maybe it was a sasquatch that was particularly feeling themselves that day and so they've yeah. logged on to splitgate and gone you know what yeah i'm a, I'm a central sasquatch today this is a very sort of you know they feel deeply and they're very like sort of in tune with you know yeah uh, love and things like that <laughs> um, but exactly. they're also like quite a large hairy creature that like lives in forests hey um, man large hairy creatures need love too <laughs> and yeah to be fair uh, and clearly they this one uh, is playing Splitgate <laughs> <laughs> looking for love in Splitgate which sort of makes sense because, um, you know, I, may, maybe I'm wrong, but sort of Bigfoot, I can't imagine. I sort of imagine sort of living quite a frugal lifestyle. So maybe doesn't have like, I don't know, 70 quid to spend on a, on a multiplayer game. So no. the fact that Splitgate is free means that anyone can get involved. Yeah. And anyone clearly is a sensual Sasquatch. Um, why did I think Sasquatch is a vegetable? I think I'm getting, Were you thinking of a squash? I think I was thinking of like squash. Uh, it must, I must have been. Um, I just swear <laughs> it just sounds like a vegetable. I mean, it, you know? it does a little bit. Um, Unless and, I'm wrong here. No, Because that would no. be really funny. I, like, I've, got, I've actually pulled up Google and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just staring at Bigfoot. I could see Sasquatch in my search bar and Bigfoot has appeared. I even typed in Sasquatch vegetable and like, like stuff came up, but it wasn't like a separate thing. Nice. It's just Bigfoot so, holding a tomato. Yeah. It was like funny Sasquatch Bigfoot like, uh, merch or something, you know? Um, hilarious. Clearly. Stuff. Look forward to meeting you, uh, Central Sasquatch, on other free games such as Go Infinite. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll see them there, just essential as always. Um, I sort of imagine they have their own, like, we, I don't know why, but I sort of imagine they have their own site where they give like sensual reviews on shooter games. <laughs> like, I don't know what a sensual review would be, but. Just rating the hotness of all the characters or some shit. <laughs> yeah, just like sort of slightly not safe for work um, reviews on games. <laughs> uh, probably about like gun feel and stuff but getting like really quite you're a bit too into it yeah like, like a, an old Marks yeah. and Spencer's advert yeah so um so there we have it that, that's the first one uh once again I've learned that's my learning sort of few minutes um <laughs> there um the next one um I quite enjoyed because it kind of like played off you know, on like Xbox, like live or just, I don't know, in shooter games, people name themselves like it's, I don't know, quick scopes of like three X's and like. Oh yeah. So, so, the, so this person I enjoyed because they called themselves, Hey, it's idiot. Um, just be, I, I don't know. I just like the idea that they were, um, because they'd done like loads of I's and capital Y's and weird things with it. And I like, I like the idea that, they were just taking the piss, you know? But it's a good one to see, like, on your friends list, right? To see, like, to pop up, like, oh, hey, it's idiot is playing Splitgate. Like, that would make me smile, I think. 
This is yeah. this is someone who just wants to make their pals smile. I reckon they're just they've they've chosen a silly name so that every time you see that notification, it's just like, oh, there's the idiot <laughs> playing his games again. They're actually just like a really wholesome individual. Yeah, very wholesome. Um, yeah, I, I hope mean, they I actually don't... think they're an idiot. I'm sure they're well, not. That would be quite sad, actually, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Were they so good? Like, Were they good at Splitgate? Do they know what was going on? Um, I, I think so. To be honest, I, I, I was sort of so absorbed in getting through portals and shooting people. I hadn't, I hadn't like sort of taken into account. Hey, it's idiot. But I think they might have been on. They might have been on my team. Um, I'm sure they were like better than their name suggests. Oh um, yeah. Maybe it's all just a ruse. Maybe they aren't. Like, you know, they're not an idiot. Um. Because clearly they, they they're aware of the naming convention and they wanted to take the take the mick. And also, if you're playing Splitgate, which is you know you need a lot of brain power for that. I think one of the reasons I've not tried it yet is because I'm going to confuse the shit out of myself. So <laughs> hey, you cannot be an idiot if you're playing Splitgate, surely. I like I play Splitgate, and I I reckon you can get away with it because I'm not I'm very stupid. <laughs> um, as <laughs> you're not. <laughs> As uh, as I thought, Sasquatch is vegetable. Um, but you did also wonder if it was a yeti. So you're, yeah, you're not like, stupid. You, you true, knew like, the answer in your heart, but you just weren't was, totally sure on it. I sort of, yeah, it's like vegetable or yeti. Um, I I sort of get away with Splitgate because I don't really use the portals much. And if I do, I use them, like I just make some randomly. I don't think about it. And I just go through them almost like, a surprise when I go through one, I'm like, oh, well, appeared what here. will I find? <laughs> yeah, and and it seems to work out quite nicely. So, sort of, you sort of think you need to play split gate, and you need to really think about the portals. But actually, you don't really. I just sort of fling them out, see where I end up, and yeah, it, it works. And sometimes it doesn't. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so hey, it's idiot. Bring it right back. Has actually proven that. <laughs> I was going to say idiots can play split game, but they really can, you know? <laughs> they really can. They really can. Um, and, and I guess sort of moving on now to the last one. Um, this one, I don't, I don't really understand the name. So I'm sort of hoping maybe you can make some sense of it or just join oh, okay. me in sort of confusion. Yeah. Um, so this person is called, sort of all one words, um, peace, control, dab. Um, I, I, so peace part of me, control dab. Yeah, peace control dab. <laughs> uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it feels like it should make sense, but it like it it doesn't. I was like, I was sort of thinking, if you know how it's like, control alt delete. Yeah, this was like a play on that, but. I, I, peace control dab doesn't. Peace control, is that a, is it not thinking keyboard things? Is that like a, is that like a sign you can throw up? Is that like a, because peace is like a sign you can throw up. Dabbing is kind of like a, a an action <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. do. Is, is control like, is this some Zuma? <laughs> is this some some Zuma dance move that I don't know about? <laughs> like the floss, but there's like the yeah. Control. Well, because there's one that uh, a couple of my friends when we play D and D do when they like tap their arm. And I don't know what that one is, like, and I don't really. But they they do it ironically because it's like oh silly. Uh, but right, 
Also, they do it so much now, it's definitely no longer ironic, but I don't know what it means. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's control. I feel like this, these is, this is someone who has done three signs or like moves, like the dab. Uh, yeah. And then gone, that's it. That's my name. But I don't know what the middle one is. Like... The control, I still wonder if it's going around on like TikTok. I still feel like that's where lots of um, Zoomers live. Yes. And that's where do, dancers are born. TikTok. Um, <laughs> is it, I, I, I had TikTok for like all of two, uh, two minutes um, and I, I went on it and all I saw were just like 12-year-old people dancing. And I felt distinctly uncomfortable <laughs> and I deleted the app immediately. That's fair. Um, so maybe the control was, yeah, as you say, it was one of the dances they were doing. I, don't, I, I can't imagine what the control would be as a no, dance. No, I don't know. Because um, you were saying that peace, you know, you could sort of throw the peace sign out. The dab we know is that control. super famous... Um, yeah, well, I don't like know how arms, you describe it. You put your arms in a like, a, uh, like a... You like put them both so they're at one side. So like your elbows bent on one arm, and your hands are both pointing in the same direction, <laughs> like upwards into the air. When you sort of break it down like that scientifically, it just it's makes very it, hard to yeah. describe. But that's what a dab is. I do that ironically as well, and it's, I'm 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 concerned that it's becoming non-ironic it's, anymore. I don't I think I've ever I done a piece a lot. Yeah, piece. I like the I like every photo. Though. Yeah, I like a good. I think it's like a great. Um, photo. Thing. Yeah. If you don't really know what to do, you can also combine. Yeah, you can combine it with a smile if you want to. Yeah. Which is good. Um, or you can put it like. Sign? Or <laughs> if you want to be like super boomer, you can like place the peace sign behind someone's head to pretend. Oh yeah. Yeah. My yeah. bunny is. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could. But- you could to be, to be. I feel like the ultimate zoomer move. <laughs> we do peace signs while you dab. Whoa! Combine yeah, them. That's mad. I yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've got like the coordination to do form. that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know what what like a uh, a symbol for for control would be. How no, I don't know how you do that physically. Please explain it to us. Peace control dab. Or do you mean, or are you just pressing control on your keyboard? Are you, do you throw a peace sign, pressing control and then dabbing? You, you can do that if you want. Maybe that's the move. Yeah, maybe. Which maybe control is- are you pressing? I have two controls on my keyboard. <laughs> is it both of them? They are a Zoomer. So like we- this person <laughs> is like, I don't know what age you need to be to be a Zoomer. Are you like 10? I always say like 12. Uh, that is, is like the baseline for a young person uh, to be in any, I don't know, Zoomer category, but I don't know. Am I a Zoomer? I, is this the moment where I find out I'm a Zoomer? I, I definitely Maybe. not. I'm a I don't think you are. I think I you're a millennial. Is that, is that like part of the UMA? I don't, I don't know. Like, no, millennials have no, no UMAs. <laughs> We're just millennials, no. Millennials oh, just, right. Yeah, That's so millennials weird. were like, the last millennials were born. So I'm a millennial. I think I'm one of the last millennial generations. Oh, no, years, year groups rather. Um, it's like it's from '96, and then '96. Okay, there's a '96 to like the '80s. I think is okay. millennial. So you're a millennial. 
technically it's all fake none of it is real it doesn't mean anything <laughs> but if you want to categorize it yeah you're a millennial like here i am like taking notes and like nodding <laughs> seriously like, oh, okay you know i am a millennial it's just weird how they've gone we've gone for the umas you know that they, yeah. they've that's that's a thing that happens and well it's cool it's because they were I don't, it was the yeah boomers but because they were baby boomers and then gen z which is the generation that are younger than us are yeah it was gen z so that's so they just called them zoomers because it kind of rhymes with boomers but yeah <laughs> who it's knows fun what to the say. next one could be control controllers is the next one controllers <laughs> that's it it's the next one um so yeah we've established a lot through the names as we, we always so do much. we learn so much um and yeah i i now know well I feel like I now know what peace control dab means, but I also now know what a Sasquatch is, or at least that's been confirmed to me. Um, so yeah, a very, very good session. Congrats. <laughs> thank you. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shots. I am at from Edward and Imogen is at Imi Beck. If you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And also, if you want to get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies, you can head on over to our official Teespring store to see what threads we're selling, whether you'd like to purchase any. Uh, and last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. Uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.